It's been a brilliant week of incredible hard-nosed cricket. It's a week where there was a player who wasn't considered for the first team despite his incredible talent. Despite the player being giving no hope, he put through an incredible week of cricket. In the process, the home crowds have been stunned. All predictions have been thrown out the window. But uh, enough about Mark Chapman. <laughs> like New Zealand ended up leveling the series, right? So welcome to ESPN Cricket Post Stump Mike. I'm your host Kaustub. It's a return of familiar faces to the pod. Yeah. Uh, welcome Deep and Sudarshan. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Since your last came onto the pod, Sirakumar Yadav has returned back to form and KK Hara started winning. So I'm guessing you all are in a good mood today. Irrespective of that, <laughs> I would be in a good mood. <laughs> Likewise, yeah. but also it's forms a very fickle world in in yeah. the IPL world yeah. because two matches. I think Ravi Shastri yeah. said on Ravi and Ronak, two matches you perform, you are back in form. Yeah. Otherwise, you are so. But yeah, happy to be around, irrespective of who performs. Exactly. Or who exactly. Doesn't. I mean, most importantly, it's been a really good week of cricket as well. Yeah. Seen some really good cricket. I mean, end of it, I guess what you want to see is good cricket. Yeah. So like, I just want to get right into it, right? Like, you know, beating mm-hmm. around the bush. This is going to be about Rahani. Yeah. Similar, right? The working title for this was Rahani Tere Dil Mein. <laughs> right and like there's no way I can use that as like a title so I just had to say it out loud like now it's out in the air uh, so yeah it's uh, it's one of the biggest news pieces coming out this week we are halfway through one of the biggest tournaments in the country and instead like Ajinkya Rahane is in the news right yeah uh, the team has been announced and like we know he has been included for the world test championship final straight up before we get into the deep end of things pun intended deep what are your thoughts right uh, okay so, uh, so my my thoughts are I'm I'm happy uh, because I've always liked him. Obviously, uh, uh, I mean I've always been starting from the days he would open or bat at three at Wankhede from Mumbai. I thought he was someone special. I uh, followed him closely from his Ranji Trophy days. Uh, I've been always a a big fan of his, and and I'm happy. That brings me to the other side of the story. In the absence of Shreyas, I understand. Are we going back? Should we have looked forward and looked at someone else? And these are the questions I've asked myself. And I'm like, why not Ajinkya for a WTC final with all that experience? And I'm sure all these guys who worked so hard for so many years in this test arena would want WTC to be part of their legacy. And they've worked hard. I mean, signed Ajinkya to Pujara to say Rohit or Virat. All these guys, and, and I'm sure all of them would want this to be part of their CV or their legacy. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see him back. And I hope uh, he gets to play and he scores runs. And he seems to be in good form. I know you will, I mean, a lot of guys will argue oh, it's T20. But end of the day, scoring runs, scoring runs. You're hitting out of the middle of the bat. You're hitting out of the middle of the bat, irrespective of which format you're playing. So it's about a feel-good thing. Form, a lot of times when we talk about confidence, form and stuff, is, is about how you're feeling internally. Irrespective of hitting well, whether it's in the nets or you're playing in your park or somewhere, if you're hitting it well, you're hitting it well. Yeah. So bottom line, I'm happy about it. Yeah. Yeah. Not too disappointed with Rahane's inclusion, but what it does is we've again gone back to the three, four, five of Pujara, Kohli, Rahane, something that we were kind of almost seemed to be moving past it last year this time. But I think now that they've picked him, I think he's a certain starter. I mean, there's no second choice. The other option was to play Shubman down the order, play uh, open with uh, KL Rahul. But I think uh, the thinking is to stick with experience. And it's not just T20 uh, performances that have pushed him to the fore because he had a good Ranji season. Yes, yes, against some of the better sides, he might not have had the higher scores. 
but a double century like deep said run scoring is run scoring a double century is still a double century so i think on back of red ball runs he's he's rightly in the mix it's like an outsider looking in right in a way like i really can't tell whether a player is in form or not he might be hitting well in the nets might be feeling very fine. valid point but the way i look at it like we've discussed sky so, so please back. understand this i mean this is how i look at it mm. there's a difference between being amongst runs and being in form they're two very different things so you can be very scratchy and still score runs but that does not mean you're in form we've seen so many batters who've got runs but you know they aren't batting well and there are times there are batters you know who are really batting well hitting everything out of the middle but aren't scoring enough runs i personally i i try and differentiate between these two and when i see ajinkya even though it's in t20 he's getting most of it out of the middle of the bat he's hitting it where he wants to hit very intense to hit and that for me would say he's in good form then there is talk about him being just a replacement for sky would you bring him in straight into the red ball fold despite the fact that he's not played much red ball cricket in the last couple of months he's not been in the thick of things with the indian team in general mm-hmm. like the last time he was part of the team i think it was still virat kohli under virat kohli's captaincy right like yeah. this is not 2 years ago yeah. in the england series would you bring him right in like i understand dropping sky for this you're playing to his strengths when you're in india right if you're playing a series in india surya kumar yadav is someone you'd want at five but does it make sense to bring so that in keeping rahane aside who are we looking at for number 5 shreya sayya your prime contender is injured everybody is talking about sarfaraz khan at number 5 which probably at some point will happen given the amount of runs he scored in first class cricket sarfaraz khan against australia in england is that the right way to push him up even if you say you want to test him test yeah. those weight of runs Pro- probably not then who who are you left with hanuma vihari not really in form mm-hmm. plus injured rajat patidar there were talks of him again you don't know how good is he mm-hmm. so your best chance of you know winning a championship with this essentially is it's a one match but it's essentially a championship uh, that we are looking at you fall back on experience and who's that experience rahane is he doing well yes he is doing well so it's mm-hmm. probably it's not the first choice if i may put it that way but by going by the rule of elimination what we are yeah. probably left with is experience True. and runs so like the hand has been dealt right it's a, it comes down to injuries and uh, you're talking about whether the team is looking forward or going back right if yes. barely a, it's a one off match that's what that's what and God. the second thing is he's not been given a central contract right so it seems it at least it looks like the team knows that we are going forward like you're bringing on someone with experience like an impact sub in a way right like you're just yeah. bringing somebody in who is good at this it's one match he will do his job and he will move on yeah. like i i think that's that's the whole idea behind this as well obviously you, uh, the good part about uh, this whole wtc uh, cycle is like white ball cricket you can plan for the next cycle you say you know what let's just plan for the next cycle let's just start afresh or whatever so it'll be interesting to see whether the indian selectors think on those lines or not but let's just not worry about that let's just this focus on wtc which both of you mentioned rightly it's a one off thing it's a finals of a tournament you want the best guy available you want experience experience will play a huge part as well i'm just thinking from even ajinkya's point of view. he's he's got no baggage for this game right he's not coming from a place where oh i have to get back or you know i mean i i think he he knows where he stands in his career right now and i think he'll be that would kind of give him a lot more freedom So my only issue with with Ajinkya last couple of years 
we haven't seen the best of Ajinkya post 2017-18, I guess. That freedom with which he was playing away from home in 2014-15. It just seemed like he was burdened with a lot of things. Even that 100 he got in Australia. We were talking about runs and form. That was, that was a very important innings. One of the best, you'd say, giving the context. But just purely from a batsmanship, it was kind of scratchy. It right. wasn't his... I mean, Ajinkya is fluent best. But I believe this might just help him to be himself and, and find his fluency that at least I want to see him bat with. I can't forget the runs he got in Australia, in England, in South Africa, in that, you know, 2013, 14, 15, even 16, I guess. I'm just happy he's back. But also forget test, World Test Championship. Does he deserve, does he not? Just looking at him bat, it, it's yeah. really... A different Ajinkya Rahane we probably didn't know existed. Yeah. Because I remember 2015, there was this uh, ODI at Wankhede against South Africa where South Africa plundered India for 434 runs. India's hopes were again pinned on Virat Kohli, Shikhar Dhawan, Rohit Sharma, that top three that we had in the ODIs at that point. Virat was out very early. The Mumbai crowd had almost lost its voice. I was watching uh, as, as a spectator. Then there comes Ajinkya Rahane at number 4 at that point. Smashes yeah. some 80 out of 40. That perhaps was, I mean, for me, that was his best innings in white ball cricket for a long, long time. Till I saw another bloke in yellow turned out to be Ajinkya <laughs> Rahane. So, for long, he had this image of being a pure test batter. Yeah. Even in Ranji Trophy, we, if we talk about Rahane the batter, it's yeah. all about technique. How he gets his yeah. bat down in style and all that. But this has been a wonderful version yeah. to see. And if if that has been rewarded, I have no complaints. We have seen this over the last couple of years uh, with, with respect to the IPL just muddying our perception with respect to selection, yeah. right? So last year it was the story of DK. Yeah. Right. So DK did well. We had only three stadiums that were playing in it across Bombay, and yeah. he did well there. Uh, picked him based on how he was finishing games for RCB. It was kind of okay at the World Cup. Didn't do that well. 2019 World Cup was entirely mired. That entire IPL season was completely taken over by who was going to be our number four. Like, how do selections actually take place if you are getting into the selector's mind? Like, right. does the IPL actually matter or is it just recency bias, as you'd say? There would be some recency bias. There's absolutely no two ways about it. But let's say, if it's white ball, white ball, let's say even if it's a 50-over team that you're selecting, then it does definitely make more sense. But as far as test is concerned, you actually, I personally would say, anyways, out of your 15, maybe 12, 13 are, they just walk in, right? You don't really debate about those 12, 13. So it boils down to maybe one or two slots. And then one or two slots, if the difference isn't much, then you would, would look at who is looking better. Going back to that confidence thing, you know, who is timing the ball better or who's releasing the ball better whether it's white or red doesn't matter but so but for me I think uh, uh, even though it's a completely different format and and I know 13 of them would walk in I mean that's non-debatable uh, but for for one or two slots I wouldn't mind actually but that doesn't mean if if you already have those 13 guys and suddenly one of those 13 guys isn't scoring or isn't bowling well you don't drop him Right? So it is not about um, dropping someone, but it's about picking someone. There's two different things, okay? So it's not about uh, dropping, but it's more about selecting someone. So I wouldn't drop based on IPL, 
But if I'm confused about two guys, then obviously I I would go with the recency bias for sure. What does it say about India's depth? Yeah, so hmm. that's the other thing. I mean, one of the first reaction, I mean, one second reaction. First, I was very happy for him. The second was, why? Why going back to Ajinkya? I mean, we keep talking about bench strength. And I hop, uh, while I was thinking about it, I was in the gym, I was thinking about it and I bumped into an ex-selector as well. And I was like, what is your take on this? And and my question actually to him was, don't we have enough middle-order batters, red ball? And surprisingly, his answer was, actually not too many. And uh, that's one area that uh, that I guess we need to work on and, and find new talent and groom and mentor talent in terms of middle-order, red ball, uh, middle-order batters. Uh, and yeah, I, I guess this also is, is a sign that what are your options? Patidar, Shreyas, both of them injured, and then Ajinkya. And and so we've got to be careful when we keep talking about bench strength and how good we are and all. There are certain areas we are blessed, but then also there are areas that we need to be careful and need to work on. So it, it's not a it's, it's not a one-way street that way. It has got Shastri's stamp of approval. Like, yes, this is the best squad. Yeah, we saw his tweet and everything. He didn't he, want Sky? I'm not sure. He just said this is the best squad we have. Sky did tour with them two years ago. Right? Uh, in like he was so. Now tell me something. Why was Sky picked and why is he dropped? I would say for the same reason that we used earlier. You would want tournament experience. Or Sky was just picked in Test match cricket based on his T20 cricket completely. Look at his ODI numbers. Was it just the flavor of the season? Obviously, he's brilliant in T20. There's absolutely no two ways about it. But was it? It's a combination of factors. Like he was brought everywhere based on that T20 season that he had. But that is not to discount the first class or the ODI batter that True. Surya Kumar Yadav is. He's got an average of 45 in first class. So he's a he's very, great very first he's got a really good first class cricket. But my question: When was the last time he played first class cricket? Which is what pro- probably hampers most Indian batters. But then again, would you want to save Patidar Spit or say there's also been talk about Sajwaz Khan, who's also done really well right, yeah. in the in the season? Yeah. Uh, would you want to send them abroad in a must-win game in challenging conditions against Good your question. comments? My only complaint that way is why is he not in the squad? If you if even if you're thinking of let's say okay this is a one-off game and we want experience and everything, then from there on we move on after the WTC and we go back to, let's say, Sky or wherever it is, at least let him be part of the squad. I don't think he's part of the squad, is he? Right. he he's not even, I don't think he's in the reckoning for tests as of yet, completely yet. That, that hmm. probably is a different topic because you have your air doors to kind of yeah. gauge the so things. That's the thing. That's the thing. Unfortunately, because of pandemic, we haven't had that air doors. So even though we, we're looking at Ranji Trophy and, and everything else, for, for last four or five years, we also had a robust A circuit right. where a lot of these guys played a lot of games at home or away, uh, playing good sides. And you could kind of have a fair judgment where they stand in terms of international cricket. I, unfortunately, last few years, we haven't had as many a I think we just had one in the last two or three years or something South like Africa. that. Yeah, South so... Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think we need to resume that as soon as possible to kind of try and figure out... Uh... I still get an answer. Like, is, is this the best squad? Oh, <laughs> sorry. Okay. Send forward? <laughs> uh, is this the best squad? I, I think so. I mean, yeah. obviously, looking at the number of injuries that we've had and we still have, I mean, I guess, you know, you ideally would want someone like a Bumrah in there. You would maybe even want Shreyas or someone in there. Uh, obviously, Rishabh Pant in there. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, yeah, definitely, definitely, yes. But I mean, keeping those three, I mean, and, and whatever the situation is, I guess this is. Sunil Gavaskar on air had mentioned that uh, Rohit Sharma is, I, I, or I would say he's not going through a bad phase at the moment. He's doing pretty well for himself, yeah, I yeah, would say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he happened to say on air that, like, you know what, uh, he needs he needs to rest right now. And uh, it's the talk of, like, load management coming in, right? Because we have a tournament final coming up immediately after the IPL. Right. Like, is that a fair thing to ask out of players or, and taking that agency away mm -hmm. from them? Saying, like, hey, you know what, you have bigger things to do than captaining Mumbai Indians, which is the most successful franchise. It's a catch-22 situation as well. I mean, we're talking about two different entities, uh, you know, wanting him to play. And on one side, yes, if he thinks, I mean, for me, if a player thinks he's, and especially somebody as senior as Rohit, if he thinks he needs a break, it's very unfair for us to comment whether he needs or he doesn't from the outside. We don't know how he's feeling internally, how physically or mentally. You know, you've, we kind of don't talk enough about the mental side of things. But there, there could be mental fatigue as well. Mind you, he's, like you said, he's captaining MI, who's not really done that great looking at their past record. I mean, that brings in different pressures altogether, right, a franchise. But on the other hand, how, how are you going to tell the franchisee who's invested so much in him, don't play him? I mean, they're still in it. I can understand they're still not in the reckoning to qualify and maybe that's fine, don't play the last two games. But if they're still in it, in that race, how will you tell the franchise, please don't uh, play him? So uh, my point is, I mean, it's, it's unfair to tell the franchise. On the other hand, so I'm sitting on the fence here. And I'm, I would be honest, I'll, I'll leave it to Rohit. And whatever he decides to do, I'm, I'm going to back him, no two ways. And kind of taking on from deep, I think we are talking about a player, Rohit Sharma, who ahead of the IPL kind of was vocal in saying players need to decide for themselves if they want to. And this he was particularly talking about fast bowlers and workload management, etc. Yeah. But he was vocal in saying players need to decide how much they need to play and how, how much they need to rest themselves. When you probably say this on a big platform, you somewhere are aware about it yourself. He's someone who's going to lead the test side in, yeah. in a couple of months. So I think he's better place to yeah. decide for himself. So that'll be a, I guess there, there has to be a conversation right. between Rohit, BCCI and the franchise where everyone understands they're on the same page. The last thing you would want is, you know, three uh, entities on three different pages. You know, they, you want that conversation to happen and want everyone to kind of come to an understanding, uh, which obviously uh, is benefit of especially the player. I mean, you want Rohit the captain, Rohit the batter to be fresh more than physically. I, I think physically all, all these guys are extremely fit athletes. Uh, who will, who can manage, you know, give them a break of one week and their body will, will recover. But my biggest challenge is, is the mental side of things, you know, because it takes a lot. I mean, franchise cricket, all the travel, the games, and on top of that captaincy, uh, that takes a toll on you mentally. So my biggest challenge or my biggest question is, will he be mentally fresh or not? In that regard, are Australia in a better frame of mind, right? Not all of the current Australian squad will be playing in the IPL. Yeah. And uh, like, there's one angle to be looked at where, oh, they're coming in fresh and uh, with less baggage. The other angle that I would take is you need game time. Where would you draw the line between so the two? I, I'd say so, for senior players, someone like Rohit, uh, Shami, 
Virat, all these senior guys, because they've played so much, they've, they know themselves more than anyone else, right? So they know exactly how they're feeling, both mentally, physically. So if they're saying, you know what, I need a couple of games off, please give them that break. So for me, I think uh, it's important to figure out who understands where they are and how they're feeling as compared to... And see, this whole workload management is, again, something that I don't completely believe in. Okay, for example, Archdeep is a great example, right? Bowled beautifully in the World Cup, was really good against New Zealand, was, I don't think he was injured, he was given a break, right? I don't think he was injured. So he was given a break, came back in January uh, against Sri Lanka, bowled, what, seven no balls. He played the next game, I think he gave 40 runs in four overs or something, and the next game he was dropped. Really, I mean, I'm not going to blame him for that. When he was bowling well, and this is what all of us, we grew up uh, thinking, you know, when you're in good form, you want to play as much as possible. Right. right? Whether you're bowling well or you're batting, I mean, if you're in rhythm, you want to play. Yeah. You don't want to break then, right? You want to break when things aren't going well. Then you're like, you know, let's just take a step back. There is no one solution to this. I think you've, you've got to understand that's where I think the coaches, the support staff, the whole lot comes into the picture and understanding an individual and taking those calls based on that individual. And coming to your question of are Australia better prepared, for all you know, it's, it's a neutral condition. So I think both teams would be evenly matched even if you kind of say that Cummins, Stark, etc. are kind of warming up with the red ball already because you don't know for sure if they are doing that and again, Probably training is difficult than, uh, you know, uh, is playing a match. Is anyone playing county cricket there? I know Steve Smith is. And Labushain. But otherwise, the, the, bowling, the bowlers aren't. The bowlers aren't. Ujara is playing. Ujara. Yeah. He's captaining. So, we have one we have, or there too. Yeah, but yeah. otherwise, it's, it's almost both teams will start on even C value. So, uh, bringing it back to the IPL, right? Like just to close things off, yeah. uh, we are like halfway through the tournament. Every team has played about seven matches. Uh, yeah. Which team has surprised you the most? I would say Delhi Capitals because on paper that team looked really good. They had Rovman Powell, they had yeah. David Warner back with the leadership mantle, discounting the fact that there is no Rishabh Pant. On paper, that team looked really good and not a team that would be at the bottom of the pile. So, yeah. for me, Delhi Capitals are the biggest surprise so far. Uh, yeah, I mean, so I've got two surprises, one on the high side, one on the low side. One is DC, obviously. I thought they were one of the top four, five at least. Right. I, I don't know. Can still be. Can still be, yeah. uh, but highly unlikely. Let's put it this way. Yeah. I can't be, yeah. You're on record saying highly yeah, unlikely. Yeah, highly unlikely. unlikely. Okay, let uh, me put it this way. Okay, highly, that. Unlikely. <laughs> highly unlikely. Yeah, and, and the other end, I, I'd say CSK. If you had asked me start of the season where, I mean, halfway through now, the top of the table, would they be top of the table halfway through? I would have said no. Maybe in the top four, maybe, maybe mid-table, but not number one. And and the way they've played, uh, I, I, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, pleasantly surprised. Again, got to give a lot of credit to that team management, MSD, the captain, how they've, they've managed talent is unbelievable. That's, that's really good. There has been no scrappy win for CSK. It's like either they have taken it close or they have won convincingly. Yeah, that's like what I'm saying. It's not just about the wins and the points. It's how they've played. You know, they've played really good cricket. And when you look at those 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 guys, as in in terms of the squad and all, you're like, that's a good squad. But would you put them at number one halfway through? At least I wouldn't have. So I'm pleasantly surprised. Again, it's 
Uh, I mean, it's just amazing how they handle talent. It is so good, uh, whether it's Flem and the other coaches or MSG as a captain is obviously is, is the best, one of the best I've ever seen. There's no two ways. And Rahane is back and that helped us. Ajinke. Yeah, Ajinke, right. Yeah. Uh, my pick could be Sunrisers. Like, I on paper, again, great team. And you thought that uh, given they're going more batters and more bowlers, like they're going to use the impact sub rule really well. And somehow, somewhere has just fallen off. Like their campaign, they can still do well. It's not like, uh, yeah. it's like it's it's not like the Delhi Capitals in a way where we know the campaign is completely derailed and they have to yeah. figure out. But Sunrisers really surprised me. I had them picked as a top four and like really, yeah, at so, least on paper. So this is one of the things apart from the many things that I look at. One of the things I see is also how the franchisee works, as in not the player, not the squad, not the support staff, but the franchisee itself. And there are some franchises which can work better, right? And one of them obviously is SRH. So when I look at that SRH, I think uh, no matter how good the side uh, individuals are, uh, they need to, I mean, you can't expect a new coach, a new, completely new, uh, you know, support staff to come and do wonders. Because the biggest challenge for me in IPL is you have almost, let's say, 18 guys and 18 from different parts of the world. Right, maybe, maybe two or three guys coming from the same state or something. Uh, but in this case, obviously, in South Africa, there are three of them. So, But having said that, they're all different, right? And you've got to get them together. For that, you have a new set of coaches. So first, the coaches need to know the individuals for them to get that team together. So, so there are a lot of moving parts there. And, and the more consistent you are, the better it is. I mean... And you don't, I mean, I don't have to say this, you know, Rockets, and look at CSK, look at MI. The two most consistent, let's say the third most consistent or third uh, most successful, not consistent, third most successful is KKR. KKR won two in, in that span of six years. SRH, when they won that four years, they had a very simple philosophy. I need good bowlers to win the tournament. And they had really good bowlers. So... So when you keep moving, like Punjab, I mean, they have good squad almost every year. DC, right, when it used to be DD, DD always had a good squad, but they never won, right? Because there's so many moving parts, and if, if you don't have the right people to get those moving parts together, then it's an issue. It's also like the first uh, IPL season after, say, the SA20 was formed, or after the ILT20 was formed, right, where their franchises are also going abroad. Yeah. And like trying to figure out how to have, say, uh, the same players in different, like mm. playing for us, but in different leagues mm. around the world, right? So I say it's only looking up from here. Yeah, last summer I was sitting with one of the franchise guys. Like, it's time you start signing players 12 months a year. You know, uh, if, if I've got five teams in different franchises, which is almost, let's say, eight months of the year or seven, eight months of the year, I might as well look after my player. Makram, that's yeah. Sunrisers, that's the same. They won, yeah. right? This, uh, so, yeah. so, I mean, I won't be surprised going forward in the next couple of years. You'll, you'll have rather than central contracts with the country, you'll have central contracts with the franchise. I mean, more, more like a football right. thing. So, I guess like that's about, that wraps us for the pod today. Uh, very wide-ranging discussion. Yeah. So, thank you so much for joining the Pleasure. pod. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you all again next week. Yeah, and hopefully. we'll see how the IPL... Provided you call me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to call you. You need to be available. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Yeah. And we'll see you next week.